Welcome to Tamar Talks, where music is constant and discovery is endless. Now your host is ready to tell it all. Ashley Tamar! Hey you guys, what's up? It's your girl Ashley Tamar, aka Tamar. Thank you so much for listening to Tamar Talks Podcast. This is crazy, you guys. We're already in August. Can you believe it? I hope you guys had a great summer. I hope it was relaxing. If you guys did work, I hope that it was productive. I know sometimes it can get a little stressful. I hope you were able to find some rest at least and spend some time with family and friends. If you met some new friends, I hope that they are really loyal to you. As Drake says, no new friends, no new friends. But if you did meet some new friends, I hope they become a friendship of a lifetime. It's your girl, Ashley Tamar. This week's podcast is just so special. I'll get to that later. But on my podcast, um, I have been doing this thing where I introduce words of the week. And I thought this word was pretty interesting. I have learned that sometimes we keep saying the same words in the same sentences. So I'm trying to like make sure we, we enhance our vocabulary. This word is going to be in mind for sure. Word of the day. The word is squiz. S-Q-U-I-Z, a quick, close look. Let me use that in a sentence. He'd been at me for months to come in and have a squiz at the work he'd done, but I really didn't care that much and kept putting him off. So you know what to do. Send me your examples of how you use the word squiz. Word of the day, S-Q-U-I-Z, a quick, close look. Word of the day, word of the day. All right, you guys, it's your girl, Ashley Tamar, a.k.a. Tamar. Good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to me. This week on my Instagram, I actually forgot to do it on Facebook and Twitter. So my bad, y'all, my bad, my bad. I asked a question. I said, tell me your goals that you have for yourself this week. And I got some cool little responses. One of the responses spoke out to me and it was, is that Nori? She said, well, I have this audition for a musical, so I definitely want to achieve the role that I want. Any tips? Well, girl, yes, I could give tips on tops on tips, tips on tops on tips. <laughs> but first, make sure you know the words to your monologue or to your song. Do not go in there and think you can make a mistake and say, oops, can I try it again? It looks really good when you are really sure and at least knowing your content, because guess what? You chose the content. So if you go in there not knowing your own content that you chose for the audition, nine times out of 10, it's going to show that you don't know your craft like you should. So that's the biggest tip I can give you for that. And of course, you can't be nervous, but you're going to be nervous. Take a deep breath, say prayers and ask that God gives you his light and it shines through and when you leave don't look at it as a defeat or anything look at it as like you gave it your all and you never know what's going to happen that's the biggest tips i can give you all right mr damar fullmore he's one of my loyal tam fam shout out to you he says sure fam i would like to work on being a universal black rock musician and not giving up or letting negativity get in my way well damar the biggest thing i can tell you because we all experience it we all have that kind of negative positive energy around us and we really control that sometimes and so one of the biggest thing i can tell you is to keep using your gift 
literally keep using your gift. Sometimes you won't get paid for all the things that you do it for. Sometimes God will lead you to sow it into someone's life and you never know how that's going to come back, but it will come back and keep really making sure you're doing it for the craft and because you love to do it. And I'm sure you do, but um, I think that's the biggest, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing I can tell you. And the negative side of things is just like, oh, you know, sometimes you just wish can you just have a, a day where you don't get it, but it is bound to happen and you have to go home and find that mental state. I know for me, I love to play mood music on Spotify, like acoustic music and and just sing and pray and meditate. And those things really, really do help me. And I surround myself and sometimes I just call my family and, and just talk to my nieces and nephew and it does something for me. So I encourage you on that. All right. This is the Tamar podcast. All right, you guys, it's your girl Ashley Tamar. It is that time. Live Warfield. This interview is very dear to me. I don't want to be biased, but it it really is one of the highlights of the podcast so far, mainly because we share not only the Prince relationship, but it was just so great to hear another independent artist not only doing her thing, but she is such a powerhouse vocalist, but she has such a great spirit about the power of prayer and finding one's identity as an artist through faith, but not compromising. And so this interview was very dear for the both of us and to think we've never really officially met. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview with the amazing Liv Warfield. All right, you guys, it's Ashley Tamar, a.k.a. Tamar. We're on Tamar Talks Podcast. I'm trying not to be biased about this interview, but this is probably one of probably my favorite interviews to date. You guys, please welcome to Tamar Talks Radio, Ms. Liv Warfield. <laughs> hey, oh my God, Liv. I don't know where to begin with you. I think since the advent of social media, I've been able to really, really follow you, and I feel like I'm following you from a distance. So let's let's get to it. Let's get to talking. And um, I didn't know you were from Peoria, Illinois. Like, do you still have family there? What was it like in Peoria? Because when I went three years, four years ago, it was the most coldest place on earth. So please give the audience some information about this powerful person that came from Peoria. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so Peoria, Illinois is like, they call it, you know, the center of the United States. Um, it's a really small place. I definitely can say it's like the home of Richard Pryor's because Richard Pryor's from Peoria. Um, it's a small town, and um, I love it there. I love my city. Um, when I moved there from, you know, I moved to Portland, Oregon, I think when I was, but like, 20 years old, Portland, Oregon kind of became my, like, second home. But Peoria is just, it's it's got a lot of powerful people there, but it's a really small, it's a small town. Um, yeah, it's it's a small town, and it's, I don't know, it's it's a beautiful place. It really is. Do you still have family there? Oh, yeah. All my family's from Peoria. Like, everybody's from Peoria. <laughs> I can't, I, actually, I couldn't get away with anything because too many of my people are from Peoria. Um, so, yeah, all my family's there, my mother, my father. My brother actually drives semi, so he's all over the place. But, yeah, everybody's there, everybody. And I just came from home because I miss it. I miss it a lot. But yeah, everybody's from there. Yeah. So what's one of your biggest things that you remember about your childhood in Peoria that maybe still there or maybe it's it's not there anymore? That's a good question. 
Oh, my God, that's a good question. <laughs> There's a lot of things in Peoria that's changed. Actually, because I, I ran track a lot because I was an athlete a lot growing up. So the Peoria Stadium is still there, but there are a lot of parts that have changed about that area. Um, it's just something about that place around Peoria Stadium that, I don't know, I think it was the makings of me. It definitely was. I used to live down the street from it. Me and my brother are seven years apart, so it it was kind of like raising two different kids. So I, you know, I was I didn't have a lot of friends. I was alone a lot, so I always had to create my own fantasy and my own my own world. You know, so definitely I missed the area of Peoria Stadium. I know it's kind of crazy, but I was always over there. You know, trying to create my own little world, down to singing running, I mean, just doing anything. Do you think often, though, like, okay, I'm from a small town and I've made a name for myself. Do you look at, Uh do you ever factor in your hometown upbringing with anything that has to do with the constant evolving of who you are today? Absolutely. Peoria has, like, I want to say Peoria has, like, 40% as to how I am today, like, you know, I was raised in a real strong church family. Like, I was raised Pentecostal, and uh, my father very much involved in the church, still is today. And I was really sheltered, for good reason sometimes and for bad, because um, when I moved away, I just I just, <laughs> I just, just went buck wild because I needed to get out. But the shaping of me is because I knew how to pray when things got bad. Um, the shaping of me is when... I knew the virtues of being a good person. Those things I hold true to me because I know my parents really instilled that into me. But the other side, the wild side, <laughs> is when I moved and I really got to discover who I was. Because a lot of those things, a lot of that upbringing, you know, again, I was I was sheltered from a lot. That's where the other 60% came when I moved to Portland, Oregon, and I just, I found myself, I found music. I, I mean, I was always singing and I was always writing when I was a kid. But musically, I found myself in Portland. I, I I really found out who I was and what I wanted to be when I moved away. That's interesting that you said something there. I don't think a lot of people factor in, like, you have some artists who, when they're young, they have, you know, posters of all their favorite celebrities on the wall and all this other stuff. Right. And you're saying something that I think people don't really grasp when you say you found yourself. Like, can you give people a better understanding of what that means? Because maybe you didn't always know that you liked rock music or this. You know you were influenced by certain artists. But right. how, what does it mean when you find yourself, especially when you come from a spiritual background, not a religious, but a spiritual background, and you're right. raised a certain way, and you're still right. keeping your integrity and your composition, but then you evolve to that discovery. So what does it mean to find yourself? Okay, first, I knew I, I knew I could sing. I knew I always could sing, just for me, personally. Like, nobody in my family knew until I moved to Portland. Like, my first singer I fell in love with when I was in Peoria on my own was Etta James, like, obsession with Etta James. Then it was an obsession with Nat King Cole. It was all those things. And then until I released what my family wanted me to do, until I released who others saw me as, and when I moved away, I think I started to just discover little things, you know, being around, you know, your friends, you know, the people that I was hanging around in Portland that kind of helped shape some of my identity. But they were, they were really good people. I mean, in life, you also always fall in the trap of meeting some wrong ones, too. So I think, you know, life in Portland really shaped who I was. And um, I was introduced 
to a lot of music when I was in Portland. You know, I started to really fall in love with Gotti Hathaway. I mean, I was raised on, you know, Reverend James Cleveland and Yolanda Adams and, like, Clark Sisters. Like, I mean, there's more. Um, but that's where my mindset was. But when I moved to Portland, I was just gaining all this knowledge about all these other artists that I was able to listen to. And my friends were taking me to, like, jazz clubs and <laughs> I hate to, I'm, I shouldn't say hate to say karaoke, but I actually learned more about different artists. When I was singing karaoke, I would discover different songs, and I would hear these people get up and sing these songs, and I'd be like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, it was just, I really discovered who I was by just dibbling and dabbling in different things. I'm a writer, too, so I, I, I love to write. So poetry was first, and then I always would put those writings into song and melody and then, yeah. Just a so, okay. Yeah, it's definitely a process. Like, <laughs> you hear that, and then you're still just like, yeah, I don't want to hear that right now. But it is a process. So you said something yeah. else that's interesting that's making me kind of deviate, but it's still good. Um, I actually had this question today. I was just writing, and you, you, you kind of brought it up. When do you mm -hmm. know the difference between getting the advice from others because let's be real people make the world go around and you you know you didn't get to where you are by yourself so how right, do you put right. that in perspective with once you pray and ask god to show you something the discernment like how do you know okay let me factor in what mom dad or someone friends may say you know about a thing that i'm going through versus knowing that you really being led and having like discernment like how do you know when that, that answer is based off of discernment versus what other people are saying? I think people have to really, that's a good one, people have to really, really understand faith, right? Your faith, it's like kind of the easiest thing to say is like ask, believe, receive. I know a lot of people hear that. I know it just sound, kind of almost sounds cliche in a way, but but there's a realness to that. It's the faith that you have to have, like I've always wanted to do this. Like, I've always wanted to sing. I've always wanted to be in front of an audience. I've always asked God to deliver me, to put me in front of the right people. And then sometimes I've gone off that track many a day, but God always delivers. It's a faith-based that he's always on time. And, it's you know, it's it's definitely not when you want it to be. And I, it's there's been many times in my life and I'm like, God, how come just like, man, like, you know I need you right now. Like, why is this not coming up? Why is this not happening? And then two months later, it could be a year later, and then then he delivers that promise. And then in that promise, in that moment, you're like, oh, thank you, God. Like, I don't even know what I would have done if I would have if I would have wanted it right then, because right now is when you wanted me to receive that. And that was because of my faith. That's my constant prayer. That's my constant faith. And people have to learn how to believe in that. Whether you are, whatever religion that you have, life is faith-based. Faith-based. <laughs> um, you know, it's frequency. It's, it's how people move on the streets. It's how you talk to each other on the streets. It's frequency. It's moving. It's how you move throughout life. And, that, and that's what kind of kept me going, too, even even sometimes when I have my questions about my spirituality, but one thing that I do know is constant, it is frequency of life. It is smiling to another person. And if they receive it, they receive it. But you know that you've done what you were supposed to do today. 
you know, that energy will move throughout the universe. And a lot of people don't understand that too. So I think, I think it's just faith in like trying to center yourself and trying to find out, you know, really what that is and keeping those people around you, you know, keeping those people who do believe around you, you know, and I've constantly had that, thankfully, because <laughs> I've gotten off track many a times and I've questioned my faith. Um, I've questioned it, but I've had those people, and God knew how to drop those people right in my life at the right time and be like, no, 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 sis. Just like you, Tamar, you know, you coming into my life, this is this is, this is is not um, a coincidence. <laughs> this is definitely energy. This is definitely the universe. This is what's supposed to happen, you know. Well, let me say this, because I'm getting chills. I am very an emotional and sensitive person, but... I, I don't think anyone knows this, so this will be the first time you're hearing this and everybody's hearing this because I'm pretty sure it's going to be crazy numbers of people listening to this particular interview uh, because yeah. of, like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, when will they ever see us on a stage together? I, every time right. I've seen you, we never got a chance to talk. And never, so I always right. was like, what is she like? Like, because my uh-huh. favorite song is Why You Lie. Like, the <laughs> very first time I heard you do that song, I think I lost yeah. my voice screaming from the audience. <laughs> Um, sitting Thank next you. to Larry Graham and Tina, I think. Oh I don't know God. where it was. Yes. Okay. And I ended up performing the song, and people kept asking me, uh, oh, my God, I love your original song. I was like, no, that's Liv Warfield. That's Liv Warfield. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> that's so, so crazy. When, oh, my God. Yes, no lie. Like, I love, love, love so that good. song. <laughs> And Thank so you. when I was when I launched it, yeah, you're welcome. When I launched the the podcast, I, the whole idea was to bring awareness to people hearing from us what we go through. Like it's not yeah. roses at all, especially as an independent right. artist. And we'll get to that later. So I just have right. to take my hats off to you because I didn't know your spirit was so genuine. I'm still here listening, like, oh my gosh, we're probably gonna stay on the phone all day because I didn't know you okay. were so 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 cool. But I, I had to say on. that. I had to, had to, had Thank to say you. that. So I don't want to harbor too much on our mentor, but I have to because sure. your life is a faith walk, like most of us, and mm-hmm. every single person who's worked with him has the most unique story. I don't know that story. Sure. So sure, if sure. you could put it in a nutshell, you're in Oregon. What happens? Like, how do you end up working with Prince? Because that'll lead into the power of you walking in faith, which ends up being freedom for you. But I'm sure that wasn't easy as well. So how did you right. meet Prince? Actually, I got a chance to, it was actually Marvin King, because at the time he was oh, looking for another background Marvin singer. King. Yes, he was looking for another singer, and I was like, and the, actually another good friend of mine named Rick Cook, I was working with him for a second, and they were like, you know, you should send a video, and I was like, no, there's no way I'm sending a video. Like, this, you know, this is this opportunity would never happen for me. So they didn't tell me, and they sent it anyway. So I think about three or four months later, that's when I got the call. And I just was, you know, I was blown away because I think at that time of my life, I was saying that I was done singing with the whole music thing, and I was just really kind of tired of it, you know. I had some struggles with the whole indie indie artist part after my Embrace Me record. So I just, I didn't know what to do. So, So that's how God works. He steps in, and Marva comes through, and... All the time I was trying to deny it, and then I finally meet Prince, and then, you know, I went to Paisley. He opened up the door, and it was just like, it was the most, I just, gosh, I'm not even about to sit here and uh, 
I'm going to get through it. He was so humble, so just welcoming. He asked me if I was hungry, if I wanted to eat. Just I, You know, that person of that caliber, I was like, Bro, I'm not trying to touch nothing up in this up in this house, <laughs> up in Paisley. I'm not like I just want to come in here do my job, sing. What else do I got to do? You know. But he just I think he felt my nervousness, and then he believed in me. I, he knew that I was very like green. Like I just I did not know what I was supposed to be doing. Like, but the beautiful part about it is he just took a chance on me, and he was pushing me all the time. You know. I think it was Marvin. Did I meet Shelby? Yeah, Shelby was in there. Shelby was in the room when I got to meet her. And then we all got to go into, I think, Studio A, and we were all kind of singing together. And I just still, I think about that, and I'm at awe because of the process, because I really wasn't singing background. I never really learned to sing a lot of background with, with other women, period. But it worked. And he just, again, he just took a chance on me. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm eternally grateful and thankful for him. Well... Yeah, it's, mm. it's. I'm sure it's hard to discuss and talk about. I, I just, I mean, once again, it's, it's who he was. And that, you know, some people can hear a story and they're like, mm, did they fabricate any of that? I am here to t- let you guys all know that sounds about right. That is who he was yeah. and, and all that jazz. <laughs> let me ask this question. So when you started working with Prince, you were already an independent artist, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So did you feel like once that happened, your vision changed as to where you saw yourself? Because, of course, no matter if you worked with him like you did, there's a time when you can meet certain people and they'll ignite something in you to add to your vision or it enhances your vision or it alters your vision. As an independent artist, you were free before that. But after that, did you really start to walk in like this different kind of freedom? And if you did... What was it like? And what is it like now? Like, do you think it's evolved because of now we have technology and, you know, now you can probably call the venues up and you say Live Warfield and you're on the stage kind of thing? <laughs> oh, gosh. These are amazing questions. Because <laughs> I've, I've never really had to think about that. Hey, to answer your first question, yes. Being an independent artist and working with Brent, it just enhanced everything. Before I was out there just doing shows, just performing, right? And so when you perform with him, it's like, oh, my God, it's a whole nother level. It's a whole, like my ears got bigger. The arrangements in my mind of songs that I've had before just were different. I had a different approach. Thoughts about rock and roll were different. Everything that he had taught me just enhanced everything. Like I was just kind of like I was in the corner always. I was always the super quiet one sitting in the corner just soaking it all up. Like, <laughs> if you could just see me with, like, these, like, beady eyes. Because he would just kind of look at me like <laughs> I was always looking like I was scary. But it wasn't really that. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm in, I'm in like, the best graduate school. I'm in, like, the doctorate program right now. Like, I'm learning so much. When I was able to have the platform to do my own music, when I stepped out, like, you have to understand, like, when I told Prince I wanted to do my, my own record, he just kind of was like, yeah, everybody always says they want to do their own records. <laughs> and I was like, no, but I've got, like, songs. Like, I've, I've got stuff, you know, and he's just like, okay, well, then let me see the stuff that you have, right? So what a lot of people don't understand is kind of like it wasn't like it was easy to convince him to to do the record with me. Like, it was a lot of proving. It was a lot of, all right, I'm just going to put out Why Do You Lie. So, you know, I actually didn't tell him. I put it out. 
And then when he called me, he was just like, oh, so you got songs like that. And I'm thinking like, yeah. <laughs> so he, that's when he was like, so what else do you have? And a lot of the songs that were on the Unexpected record, I had already written like when I was an indie artist before I had met Prince. And so when he listened to some of them, you know, he enhanced a lot of that music. And so, yeah, he, he definitely stepped my game up as far as, you know, musically. And as far as like getting into venues and me being like, hey, it's Liv Warfield. No, I wish I had that kind of like, hey, it's me. I want to just put me on these stage, you know, put me on a Carnegie Hall. That's another question. Right. <laughs> That's a goal. But it's still a struggle. You know what I mean? It's 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 not easy. I'm still an indep- independent artist, and I am free, absolutely, but there's still struggles in that. The digital world has made it a little different. Like, I'm I'm still very old school in that way where, like, I like to have things and feel things authentically. Me too. Like, I have to be in the room. Like, I have to. Me too. I have to be able to feel, you know? <laughs> it's different. I thought it was just you know? me, not to cut you off, but I really no, thought no, it was no. just me. I'm, I'm still, like, trying to get over, like, taking a selfie or putting the camera up to my face and talking. Like, oh, my God, I thought it was just me. Okay, keep going. Sorry. No, girl, no. You're so good at it. Like, I'm. I'm just now breaking out of me, like, posting stuff and, like, I don't know. It's just it's, it's a different dynamic that I've had to force myself into and get used to doing it. But it's it's different, you know, just like I'm sure, as you know, French used to like to record reel-to-reel on tape. I absolutely yeah. love recording on tape. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I really do love that. But it, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever change that. I'm trying to be open to this whole digital world and this whole digital vibe, but I'm I'm very much, I don't know, I like to feel. I, again, I'm about the frequency. I like to be in the room with people. I like to be with people when I write. I like to just feel that, you know, realness. I have to. That, that's what works for me. It, it's just interesting that you said that. It's just, this has to be divine because you're saying things and it's leading to like my notes of things I wanted to talk to you about as, uh-huh. you know, a woman in this business. So a few more questions here. So you said sure, sure. you like to feel people and, okay, so let's be real. Let's talk about the social media side. Are you paying a subscriber for iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, premium channels? And are you one of those people just yet? Or are you just like, nope, I'm not paying $9.99, you know, for these platforms? Where are you with that? Well, I pay, I'm not going to lie to you, I do pay for like the iTunes and the Spotify, just actually just recently on Spotify, only because I don't want my knowledge of what's going on to run away from me that much. I don't use it a lot, but I also don't want to feel like everything's running away from me. Like, I do want to be kind of up on what's current in some ways, but I'm not, like, rushing out there to go find out. You know what I mean? I like to always find out organically or, like, some of my friends telling me or and stuff like that. I, I like to always find out that way. So are you are you one of those artists that's, like, constantly reading about how the different platforms have changed? Like, Spotify and all of its playlists? And are you really into that? Or are you really just still into the organic grassroots side of stuff? Oh, I'm very in between on that kind of stuff. And I, I think that's kind of the, mm, I don't even want to say it's a weakness <laughs> because I'm not really on Spotify and stuff like that, but... I'm in between. I really am. Because, again, it's really, it's still really hard for me. I really fight that fight of, like, 
the whole digital world. I'm very grassroots approach. I guess it's because everything that I fought for musically for me, I did it all on my own. Like I just, I was posting up flyers from pole to pole and like really going hard. I still have that approach. So it's a little bit different when it's digital to to me, like tangible things for me are (laughs) a little easier that's a that's that's a tough one, Tamar, because I have to be as an artist as well as you know that you have to kind of stay up on those things a little bit. Yeah, but the thing for me is because I'm like in a process of resetting per se and the sure. downtime, I'm doing more reading and it's making my head spin and it's making me have a headache because the yep. more I'm reading, the more there's a new app and there's a new site and there's a new yep. um, distribution and, and then there's comparisons mm-hmm. between CD Baby and DistroKid and, and it, it's just it's becoming so overwhelming. And, of course, that's what Prince talked about. You know, he said yep. that kind of stuff would happen. And you, at a point when you read articles like how Spotify has over a billion subscribers, but then yep. the streaming for royalty is like pennies. Yeah. So, to the audience. Yep. So that's why I'm asking those questions because um, I think it's great for the audience to hear that you're not that caught up in that. And mm-hmm. it's good to hear that because I thought I, it was just mm-hmm. me and I haven't been able to discuss it with anyone because everyone to the outside or most people think you have to be everywhere. And when you think about it, if you take your body and stretch it to be everywhere where you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be, you end up having mm-hmm. no energy to where it needs to be kind of thing. So right. that's why I asked that sure. question. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, you heard it here first on Tamar Talks Radio. Liv, what you got going on? I'm I'm still on social media. You got a little documentary coming out. I know. I can't wait uh, to see it. So please let me know when it comes out. I would love to tell people about it. What yes. made you put a, a camera in front of you and say, okay, just follow me? Well, I'm thankful to be working with Christine Field. She's an amazing, amazing filmmaker. And uh, yes, because my story, I feel like it's really unique in a way of like, man, God put me in the situation for a reason. And why I haven't given up, it says something to say to to my character for me. And um, yeah, it's such a unique story, and and it's um, it is very unique. And I. And like you said, it's not, it's, it's really not easy, you know, being an independent artist. It really isn't. And uh, my way is, is everybody has their own story. And uh, mine is definitely different in ways of me thinking that I was about to be an Olympian. And that definitely wasn't the case. Um, God has other plans for me and still does. And I just wanted to kind of showcase that story and let people know, like everybody, you know, you might have a, you know, unconventional story that leads you to not want to give up on what you really want to do. You're going to see me <laughs> cry. You're going to see me and my bandmates argue. You're going to see all of it. I mean, it's the truth of all of it. I think people need to see it, you know. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not. I'm just Olivia from Peoria, Illinois, that is just really trying to make a way that I have. I guess I just have, I don't know, this song that I feel like I need to to share to everybody, my walk that I feel like I need to share and that God's making me share with everyone. For what purpose? I don't know, but I'm trying to listen to what, I'm trying to listen to my steps. I'm trying to listen to what, I'm just trying to listen. That's what I'm really trying to do, to be honest. So I wanted to actually get it on tape (laughs) so people can see it and know that there's, there's beautiful moments, there's moments to be appreciated and celebrated, and there's moments that are like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for real. Yeah. I didn't know all that was going on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's scary, too, to also, I don't know, just to kind of be vulnerable to everybody 
and let everybody see it. That's also scary, too, but it's the truth. So where are you headed to now? Like, what are you up to now? What are you, you know, what is something that you're like, you know what, I just want to go to Africa and chill for six months. Like, what is that deep down desire that you want to do? Um, you're yes. always as long as God gives you that gift. But what's the deep down, something that you really want to do? I want to have babies. <laughs> I do. And I I want to travel the world. I want to move um, overseas. I don't know exactly where. Um, I just want to travel. I want to keep traveling the world. Um, yeah, that's 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 what I definitely want to do. Is I, I really love to travel. I want to travel with my husband and just and just be, you know, and finally enjoy some some of life a little bit. I feel like yeah, you know, going back to the whole <laughs> on the internet thing. I feel like God, we are just so like attached to these devices and. I don't want to ever say, I wish I could have, should have, like, you know, we should have traveled together or we should have did this, you know? Um, yeah. I really want that to be my goal. I really hope that happens. But right now, I'm having a good time. Me and Nancy Wilson of Heart started a band together, which is crazy. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. Like I that. saw that. So that's really, really, really dope. She's such a sweet person and, uh, we're also doing some other things for some TV shows. I can't, I can kind of say, uh, but I can't really say just yet. But I'm excited. No, that's about fine. Being a part of that. So yeah, so I'm, I'm just, I'm excited about what I've been praying for, you know, and, um, and hopefully that it continues. And uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to leave myself open and not get in the way of insecurities, you know, and and anxieties of the world <laughs> and stuff. Oh my gosh. Girl, I think I just finally started having that recently. I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, I, that's just, okay, that's a whole other conversation. Okay, well, yes. you guys heard it here first, Liv Warfield. I am so proud of you. I am so honored that I you took time to do this interview. This I'm just yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Like, we've got to get on the stage together. I wrote it down. I I'm like, I don't know how we can all get on the stage together. But somehow, right. maybe we get on a conference call and just say where it's going to be, and let's just put it yes. together. But I think that, that is so going to be the most tear-jerking thing ever for the Purple families and our individual yes. families alone. So let's yes. please stay in touch. Please, please stay in touch. Yes, absolutely. And Tamar, just, I, I see you, sister, and I appreciate your love. I really do. I absolutely Aww, We've thanks. never met. We've never met, but I, you know, I just, I really feel your faith, and I, I really appreciate you having me up on this. This was supposed to Are happen. Are you kidding so me? Thank you. That's the least Seriously. I could do. That is the least I can do. All right, you guys, you heard it here. Tamra Talks Radio. What else can I say? Have a great week, you guys. I'll be back on here soon. Thank you so much, Liv Warfield, from the bottom of my heart. You have such a pure heart, and I cannot wait to meet you. Hopefully crossing fingers and praying we get to share the stage together. And all the Purple fans and Liv fans and the Tam fam come on through. You guys, please enjoy one of my favorite songs from Liv Warfield, Why You Lie, featuring the MPG Horns.
anybody famous When everybody wants fame Always trying to break you down Thinking that it'll raise them up I just wanna be happy Come take this bitter cup from me Could truly say we love fame and glory. I was just a piece of clay in need of the potter's hand. Cause when you whispered in my ear the words I said, now understand. Oh, beautiful, loved and blessed. I'm better than the day before. Cause you made me confess that I am beautiful, loved and blessed. Before the fall of man, you said Every time I walk in faith You let me see another day Before the earth was made, you said I will lead the way and you'll Knowledge and understanding, understanding is good And when I wake up in the morning, all I hear in my hood Is people saying that they're Beautiful, Will you rescue me from the darkness And now I just must confess
picture You look so good to me What's that in your hand? I said, fruit from the apple tree Would you like to take a bite And make our way upstream Before we left the garden Came a sight so tempting Saying, who are you? And where did you come from? I want to get to know you Have anything you wanna Have what you please Don't say I didn't want you A price you pay forever Don't Eat from this apple tree, said Boom, boom, boom Boom, 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 boom I believe that God wants the best for us But when I say us I ain't just talking about the U.S. I'm talking about the whole world All faiths and religions but unfortunately, some folks got their own agendas. But you know what? You know what? That's why the people always messing it up. Yeah, yeah. People always messing it up. Yeah. Chicago, all the way to the Middle East, and I also believe black lives matter and all lives matter, but whatever, cause you know what, you know what, some people always messing it up, uh -huh. some people always messing it up. Hold it up. 
Put your hand on your neighbor's back and tell him it's already getting easier. Will you prophesy to your neighbor, tell him God's already moving on your behalf.
I'm so in love I'm so in love Only in my dreams she comes to see me Only in my dreams she belongs to me Strange as it may seem I look forward to sleeping So that I may see her again Slowly we make love while the full moon smiles at us I like the way your hips sway through the sweet summer breeze High from above I hear angels sing She looks at me and says, I love you, Tony Dreams to me are my reality All the love I feel has gotta be real Even though I'm in love with a fantasy I can never change the way I feel She held my hands as we strolled down the Milky Way shores Using our minds we intertwined through another space and time and Then we took a swim through an ocean of red roses Made it feel so good, it's like I'm losing my mind I'm so in So in love You can't tell me it ain't real my, She's my friend And dreams to me are my reality All the love I feel has gotta be real Change the way I feel I'm so in love I'm so in love I'm so in love I'm so in love You can't tell me I'm not real no, You can't tell me it's not real She's my friend You can call Crazy, 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 but she's my friend I can't wait to fall asleep and see her again Even though I'm in love with a fantasy I can never change the way I feel I'm so in love
Come a time, come a time. You will blow your mind. 